Hello and welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. I'm Cathy Love. I started life as an OT, had a, an amazing, crazy private practice which I sold. And what I do now is help allied health business owners create a business that serves them, the time, the money, the joy that they absolutely deserve. And this is where my idea for the podcast started. What I want to do is to capture how hard allied health business owners in Australia work to achieve their dreams, to support their teams, to create amazing outcomes for their clients. So sit back, beverage of joys, drive safely, walk carefully, however you're listening in, and I hope you absolutely enjoy. Well, we can talk about Sunshine, Unicorn and Rainbows. Sarah Poisson is one of the directors of um, the Rainbow Clinic. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you, Kathy. We are missing Patrick, your business and life partner, but we'll just pretend he's here and channel his energy yeah. from time to time. Would that be all right? Yes, we'll, we'll, we will. Sounds good. So what happened way back in May 2014? What bright spark of an idea happened on that day? Yeah, well, May 2014 was this sort of decision to, to go out on my own and open uh, the Rainbow Clinic. At that stage, I was just a sole trader, sole practitioner, and remember walking into a clinic in Warners Bay and knocking on the door saying, do you think I could lease a space? Did you go um, straight into rooms? Like, yeah, boom, she yeah. went there. Yeah, I'd had about a month of home visits and school visits and I <laughs> had a client that said, oh, maybe you should go and, and see if you can get in there. And so, yeah, I was uh, straight at that door knocking and from then had a very strong vision that I wanted to be a part of um, the Esplanade Clinic on Warners Bay and that's where we were for the first few years, yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So many businesses start mobile because mm. of the low overheads, but it you end up spending time and money and effort in other ways. Yeah, yeah. No, I went straight to a lease, which is kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> and then what were those first few years like as a business owner? Oh, wow. Um, it's like a, the trajectory is an intense uh, slope upwards. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think if if you've read E-Myth, uh, I, I always talk about the technician that then mm-hmm. decides to be a business owner, but the growth that you need to have as, as a technician to all of a sudden business owner um, is huge and not one taken lightly. So a lot of people said in the first two years, you know, you probably may even go bankrupt or you'll close or wow. you'll burn out. You know, I want to meet those people and have a chat. It- <laughs> yeah, I just like saying, you know, oh, the first two years is really tough. So some businesses make it and some don't. I, I remember that feedback, but where I yeah. got that from is, is some, you know, something there. But yeah, it's a, a very steep learning curve. But yeah. And how did you make those decisions about, right, I don't want to do this on my own? I need some help of some sort. Yeah, that, that came from definitely struggling uh, mm. to do it all um, and knowing within the first few years putting up my hand to say help I can't do the mm. books I, I don't you know I don't know budgets I don't know <laughs> finance so um, Pat my husband very early on was behind the scenes 
um, very early on and uh, he was doing those things that I couldn't do and so we, yeah, we became a team uh, and pretty quickly realised that this is a business for two heads, not yeah. one. Yeah, together we'll go further. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, and then asking for help in, you know, I mean, I straight away had an OTA who, who came on as an OT, Lara. So, you know, I had a, had an employee straight away as well, which was is different as well. Um, but, yeah, it was I mean, she's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant OT and a, a big part of our story. So, yeah, it, mm. we were we were young, young and <laughs> naive. And <laughs> Gloriously optimistic. Yes, optimistic, yeah. But, you know, I think it came quickly, um, the value of being able to give back to others and, and being able to serve, and I think that always drove, you know, the passion for why we're doing what we do was always there when it got hard it was always what's your why what's your passion why Mm. we're doing what we're doing um and that just always gave me focus very much so like I'm here for the children I'm here for my 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 families and uh very early on they were the driving factor of why we would you know keep doing what we do tell us a bit more about your motivations why do you do what you do Uh, I have a strong um a strong drive to make my mother proud so and my my brother and father as well but I I mostly knew when I lost my mother that I would uh, live every day trying to make her proud um, and that I would do everything I could in my power to show her what magic was still in life Mm. you know that life could be magical and it could be beautiful and that uh, you, you don't give up the fight. So I just wanted to prove to her that life was worth living. Hey, it's Natalie Naka Consulting's team member jumping in here quickly to talk about one of our core brand values, connection. That is why we have set up two really easy ways for you to connect with us on another level or find like-minded allied health business owners just like yourself. Join us and our growing community over at the Private Practice Made Perfect Facebook group. This is a vibrant and helpful community that shares some absolute gems to growing your business. Another way is by signing up to our love letter. (laughs) Only we could get away with naming a business newsletter a love letter. So get on in and sign up there so that you don't miss out on any of our events, freebies, new offers, and helpful industry insights that will keep you ahead of the game. Alrighty, let's dive back into the conversation. Huge personal motivator and thank you for for sharing. I can sort of say that I'm so incredibly fortunate to be in conversation with so many business owners and it may be surprising to some how many deep personal motivators sit as the bedrock yes. for heading yeah. out into mm-hmm. private practice. Yeah. You, uh, you, you must have a strong why because it's not yep. for everybody um, and it's certainly – the days that knock you back and forth, you really have to come back to your purpose and your backbone because yeah. you can get lost in <laughs> lost in the lost in the wilderness. <laughs> it's that concept of having a north star and being able yeah. to find it and track towards it. Mm-hmm. And that's why this north star concept often comes up in culture, and we often talk about a cultural compass and those sorts of things. But it it is back about that being on the journey and having some navigation tools. Yeah, 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 yeah. The North Star. Tell us a bit about Pat. What 
just tell us anyways I happen to know him I'm very fortunate <laughs> but what was his and also his skill set what what's yeah, he wow. brought in from those early days oh wow uh look he's the the backbone he's uh always been uh operations and finance and an advisor uh he is so ambitious and so intelligent that he will, you know, keep looking for better ways of doing things. Um, he has never given up. He's just mm. been there through the thick of it. So that's the, the loyalty to his core. It's, you know, he's fiercely loyal. Um, and, you know, if you have a crazy idea, he just seems to be that kind of person that goes, yes, let's do it. So. He's ambitious, but he's adventurous. Mm. Uh, and look, he he has to step out of his comfort zone. In you know, he's second in charge. We call him the second in charge, not because I'm the boss. <laughs> We're both. Does, the does boss. he know that? No. Okay. Like my girl's <laughs> edit, mom, mama's edit, boss. Edit. <laughs> <laughs> mama's boss. But he kind of gets that that next. Second, he likes to sit behind the scenes. He likes to be able to calculate mm. the risks. He likes to be able mm. to uh, really fix and really. I mean, he, his skill set is it's mind boggling, mm. but it it becomes a real, um, yeah, wow. He just does everything that I can't, and and my my brain doesn't even go into the the places his brain does. Um, so he he's really the the perfect, um, yeah, perfect yin to your yang. Yeah, this is the A team. <laughs> he's whatever that means. Yeah, he brings the A game, but um, <laughs> certainly he's been pushed out of his comfort zone, and I think he's grown. Uh, substantially mm. as, as a person through these challenges so you know I don't mm. think I don't think it's been um, a wrong decision for him to join the clinic but he did leave behind his software engineering degree and and step into something that's mm. totally new and totally <laughs> frightening <laughs> at first and just all these people it's just such a yes. centric business <laughs> yeah so he he is in our quadrants he's probably one of two in our team that is the advisor we're all counselors mm. and coaches or mm. so he really does bring um a different level of thinking but uh you know when you get to know pat you, you know at his core he's just a genuine good person who wants the best for everyone so he's uh yeah yeah very cool cat pretty amazing unlike your good self so very complimentary uh business team here what how would you describe what you bring to the business? Oh, I bring uh, I bring the communication that mm. that he can't uh, he can't uh, look. I, I'm not going to lie. I I help form strengths. I, I I do a lot of his emails for him. I'll have to reword <laughs> them. So I, I provide the fluff. I do the negotiation. So the big kind of leases or the big risks or the onboarding or the interviewing. I, I bring the vision. I bring the the strong communication and I bring this spirit of yeah like I don't I, I I live and breathe and it's in my core and so I can bring that to the team but I also come from a place of um you know struggle and I come from a place of lived experience in trauma mm. so I, I bring compassion and empathy um mm. which I think is really key key in what we do and I bring understanding and I probably uh I think that that those struggles allow me to read people um, and really try to care and support them, but uh, it's a double-edged sword. Like it's maybe yep. at times, you know, it's your empathy can be uh, your greatest strength or your weakness. Um, so it 
being too compassionate or too empathetic is draining on me. Yep. So, yeah, you know, the people management stuff is not my strength and yet I'm forced into that every day, mm. you know, to mm. manage people. Yeah. Mm. It's, mm. it's that. It's that idea of flow, you know, where are your strengths? If you're in the middle of the river, you're going to go fastest because there's less friction. Yeah, yeah. But you can go out to those other areas that you need to by way of role and responsibility, but they'll come with an energetic cost is my thinking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I certainly think I'm I'm maybe 40% of the leader that I I need to be and about 40% um, I've got 60% of growth because I, I know every day I go there, I know my limitations and I know my mm. scope and I need to keep challenging. And I think that's what's great about coaching and mentors because they are going to ask you those questions and they're going to actually demand something of you. It's really nice to be, you know, they're, they're sort of saying, you know, even if it's not your strength, learn it. You know, you were saying, <laughs> look. Oh, there, the stay <laughs> there, but be prepared to have to top your battery up. Yeah, yes, yeah, mm. and and try to be... Uh, Every day, just try to serve from a better place. You know, yeah. you can always be yeah. better from yesterday. Yeah. So I think there's growth. I think uh, I acknowledge that there's growth and learning in in leadership, and that's what I love about leadership. I know mm-hmm. that you're never really there. Tap out on that one. Yeah. Yeah, you're never really going to think you're 100 percent there, and yeah. if you do, then that's the, those kind of leaders are kind of dangerous because you think they've got nothing to learn. You know, they're like, I know all this. No, it's better to admit that you don't know it all. <laughs> Ask for help where you where you know where your weaknesses are. Yep. Um, Development yeah. areas. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fast forward to what is it now? I don't even know. It's April 2022, 2022. Yeah. Um, tell us about the Rainbow Clinic now, right now, today, this, not today, just this week or this month. Yeah, oh, I look, uh, I'm really, really proud of, um, mm. what the clinic is and today and what we've been able to achieve um, and it's a team uh, what I love about it it's not a personal individual it's a, a real walking alongside people of strength here uh, I love that our team uh, energize and symphonize and connect and they're a real strong unit like they're, they're actually yeah they're pretty amazing <laughs> Uh, Any in your beautiful yeah. crew? I'm going to say twenty. Am I yeah, nearby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around twenty, and uh, we've just yeah got a new new starter uh, and another one today. Emailed like there's there's people knocking at our door, which is just yeah. so amazing to have that. Um, and students putting that. their hand up, they want to come yeah. in. Yeah, so I think we've got a bit of a a, a brand and reputation. I think uh, it's building, and I think we've got growth to do. I think. Uh, you know we're we're learning as well mm-hmm. but uh what what's the clinic today is there's a leadership team we have an ot team leader sarah silla who's just woman like i am woman this <laughs> woman is born to lead she's uh caring and strong mm-hmm. and loyal and calm she's actually the yin to my yang <laughs> oh okay yep. um yep. pat pat yeah no sarah is it um sarah and i <laughs> Sarah and I work. Uh, Pat, you're everything together. else. <laughs> yeah, if you're yeah. listening. Pat, um, but then you've got Mad, who's the practice manager, who who's been in that role, who knows the families, who knows the yeah. kids, who's no, who who knows the staff. She's the mother hen of the ship, and uh, is you know there every day without fail, doing her her long hours. But she's uh, an ambassador. She's always believed that we're number one, and we're going to be number one. So she just 
stands there she waving. Really? She waves a flag of this woman is resilient like you wouldn't believe. Mm. So I, I see a team of amazing people. That's mm. what I see. Um, and I think they deliver uh, a service because they have heart and soul and they deliver it from a place of passion and care. And I think you can't always get that. You don't always get that in some services, but I know when you walk through the mm. front door, our team care, uh, and that's a real, it's really embedded in in the admin team at the front. You've got Jade and Amanda, like people walk in and they're smiling and mm. I love that. There's a real mm. energy. They, mm. Yeah, there's an energy. Mm. So when you're interviewing someone, how do you describe your values and culture? Uh, I love that question because it's so important. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so for us, they've got to have fun and uh, they've got to know what their values are, what their personal values are. They've got to know what success looks like. They've got to, they're asked about what their greatest failure is and they're asked about, you know, who's their greatest manager they've ever had. So mm. we've really um, strictly worked on our onboarding and our recruitment because. Yeah, like you know that it's so important to find the right people mm. on the bus. Um, so yeah, Nikki's been doing a lot with you know onboarding, 30, 60, 90 day feedback. So that I think we have a really tight recruitment process. Um, so yeah, no, I'm I'm proud of our interview questions and and that mm. you know you've got to get three yeses on our panel. Oh, do you? You need to all be in alignment. There has to be three green ticks. If one red flag. You've got it. things that light up. Yeah. Almost. It's like the voice you turn yeah. around. was like, it's <laughs> a red chair. No, no. Anyone, we've all got to agree. And that's why it's pretty, it's pretty tough, but it's amazing because yeah, we're picking the. You're making right great people. choices with your processes in place. <clears throat> yeah. I think we've learned the hard way through, you know, the knocks and the people leaving and, and maybe you learn, you really do learn yep. what you're looking for. Um, but what you're, what you're actually entitled to find an employee, you want mm. someone that's going to work hard and that isn't just there for nine to five. They've got to really know that they're there because they love what they do. Mm. And I think that you can start to see that in people when they light up, when they tell you a story about working yep. with children. They've got to love children mm. and they've got to know that that's their, their jam. Don't come here if yep. you want to change into something else. You've got to know it in your soul that this is what you want to do. Yeah. 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 Purpose-driven work. So you've got proof of uh, what it's like to uh, to work at the Rainbow Clinic. What's sitting on your trophy shelf right now? Oh, <laughs> well, I yeah, we, we uh, won the Outstanding Employer of Choice for 2021 in the Leighton Quarry Business Excellence mm. Awards. So uh, that was amazing to be finalists. We've been finalists for four years and this year we, we were finalists in four categories and to win, that was amazing. That was truly amazing. Yeah, yeah. What did the um, team think? Yeah, well, well, you know, it was COVID and we didn't actually get to celebrate. <laughs> the, one, the one night we could have gone out together as a team, we, we didn't get to celebrate like that, but they uh, they were super proud and mm. Um, just a really nice recognition. Like you don't need accolades. You don't need these, you know, external things mm. to, you know, but um, and it certainly doesn't change who you are and govern what you're doing. You're not chasing these awards. What's really nice is when you have a recognition from your local community 
that sort of cements mm. the fact that you're doing something right. And it's been a long eight years, so it was so nice to be recognised and that our community uh, was able to read our application and see that we were the employer of choice. So, yeah, mm. it was nice. It was a, yeah. Why do you, why do you apply? Uh, I think um, we started, um, that's a good question. So we start. We 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 found our business mentor through these awards. Mm. So um, Simon, actually CEO of Attune Health, was uh, reading our application. So he was a judge, and he came out and did a health highlights interview with me. And from then, he he's just like gone to win every single award. <laughs> he's just like he's really inspiring. And I think mm. he was like telling me, you know, it's. It's it's about telling your story. So it started yeah. to be important for me when I was able to tell our story. Um, that became important. So why do we apply? It's also that we're able to say we had outstanding employees, of um, outstanding employees. So we would mm. put forward someone in our team and they would be a finalist. So that's amazing when I get to write up a, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. an application for someone on our team going, yeah, she's really an outstanding employee. And although we didn't win those, we've been finalists in outstanding employees as well. So, you know, giving recognition to those staff that have uh, been there believing in the clinic and believing in what they do. So it's giving recognition. Um, Yeah, it's really nice. On a local kind of on a local platform as well. So outside of the, the Rainbow Clinic bubble going public with it. Yeah, Yeah. it's um, you're in, you know, and you're in with, really strong candidates, really strong applicants. So it's kind of nice to be alongside those other amazing businesses that are being recognised. Mm. It's it's a really, yeah, it's it's wonderful for the community, I think, yeah. Yeah. And you've also been in the local newspaper as well. Mm, yeah, Newcastle. How, <laughs> what happened there? How did that happen? Uh, well, I, I must admit, I think Nikki, <laughs> Nikki our HR, um, partner had put my name forward to to be interviewed so good on her she um she just yeah she said look I I would love you to meet Penelope and Penelope Green's a journalist and she came and interviewed me and I think Nikki works from uh you know she's worked with us for a long while she knows what neurodiversity is and she has always um Mm. been an advocate for neurodiversity and that's her thing so she was like you know what we're very neurodiverse in our leadership team. And she was like, if anything, Sarah and Pat are, <laughs> we're not. Uh, we're diverse. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're definitely, um, look, we're, we're uh, we are neurodiverse. And so it was about that. It was about leading from a place of authenticity mm-hmm. and being yourself and being okay and being able to show up as yourself, all, all the good, the bad and the ugly parts. Um, and so that article, I decided, I, I didn't think I was going to go public, but then I decided to talk openly about my own mental health um, struggles and just how real that that has been. And uh, it opened a bit of a story. I wasn't even sure it was going to go where it went, but it went there. Yeah. Hmm. It was a big article. Yeah. It was really important. I salute you big time for your level of disclosure and your commitment to it. Yeah, thank you. I thought um I, I thought it for many years it would better better to hide um you know your your struggles 
with mental illness or better to, to hide the diagnosis because because maybe people would judge you differently. Maybe people wouldn't think you're as capable as you are or maybe they mm. would, you know, maybe it. But it's becoming really, really important platform to speak our truth and talk about those struggles um, and because we need to really know that everybody can lean on everybody and it's important to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going well. And I have this other side of me that can really tear me down. It can debilitate me mm. and it can affect my family and my workplace. And uh, I think that the people that have stuck with us from the beginning have gone through the highs and lows um, and they know my struggles, but they're still there and they're still caring and they're still supporting. And showing so up. It's, it's magnificent <clears throat> to see you can mm. uh, be vulnerable because they can be your your light they can absolutely yep. be your light um so yeah the stories sort of come from yeah you know so you mentioned neurodiversity through your business and leadership team how does it show up in your organization oh i can tell you it shows up we may can be quite um manic days so quite overtly stressed um days where your emotional regulation is really poor um, mm. you can, you can, you know, you can be high and you can be low, uh, but also the ADHD side of things, you know, stuff, you know, stuff gets dropped because you've picked up so many balls and you've got so many open loops. And so this, this procrastination or this, at times you feel like you're not delivering or you're not executing and it can just be this avoidant or, or it can be, uh, a limitation in our perception. So if it's not me, it's someone else that has maybe a, a limitation in their perception of or they only see the world from where they're standing um, and then you're really trying to to shift perspective. Shift perspective and mm. it's hard when they are mm. really strong in, in their um, in their vision and their, their level. They can only make decisions based on where they see. Their lens. Know, yeah, from their lenses. Yeah. So it's having that ability to sit around the leadership team and our team, we sit around and we know, right, I know you're going to be good at this, so I'm setting you up for this. I know that, Sarah, you can't do that. Whoa, no, Sarah, the other Sarah, you need to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. yep. I think it's just about leaning on people's strengths. Um, yeah, I think we I think we lean on each other's strengths. But I think, I think we could do, I know personally that um, it shows up in ways and it robs joy or it robs positivity from me mm. at times I can see catastrophic thinking and I can see the fear and those days I feel really displaced so the team must feel the same sort of mm. that energy it, it's written all over me I'm, I'm an open book I can't hide emotion so it's good and bad really yeah and yeah. I think it plays an emotional toll it, it plays such a wear and tear on my mind that wear and tear on my mind can be debilitating yep Yep, and require recovery time and and recovery supports. It's not as though a good night's sleep is going to trip the wire on the next day being good, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really a responsibility. So I think once you know what you need to do, you need to be yeah. really strong on your self-care and really strong on your time out and really really mm. strong on those things that you know you need to do but you often put yourself 
lasts. So if you're a mother, you'll tend to your children. If you're a business owner, you tend to your third baby, whatever it's going to be. Team, yeah. And it, that, in actual fact, mm. you can't serve from that empty cup. And I think we're beginning to understand wellness. We're beginning to understand the importance of um, a psychologically safe workspace. And um, those mm. factors are meeting people where they're at and not expecting them to be any different, but just supporting them through it. So, yeah. so it's paramount if you're in a leadership role to really get to know your team and really it's a heart count, not a head count. You need to know who they are and how you can help them best thrive, how you can set them up for success. Yeah, with the tools that they need there and then. Mm kind of got me thinking that paradoxically the pandemic mm-hmm. you know that thing in the last couple of years the pandemic has highlighted and low-lighted so much of what good personal care looks like yeah it totally has um it's it's been you know if you thought life was tough before the pandemic it was like boom let's just give you two and a half years of something unprecedented this thing thing. um yeah I mean gosh it tested families Mm. businesses people and and the sadness of it 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 broke down you know it it broke down a lot of a lot of businesses it broke down a lot of Mm. families it's been a massive massive hit hasn't it yeah just pervasive and relentless Um, whether you were in lockdown and stayed in lockdown, whether you were bouncing in and out, whether you weren't in lockdown and observing loved ones in lockdown, like pick a scenario and Mm. someone is going to fall into one of them. Um, Mm. Tough times everywhere you, you kind of looked. What did your team do well during the pandemic? That's a really good question. Um, Yeah, that's a really good question. I think adapt, I think Mm. pivot, um, and I think the OTs um, that sort of went away going, right, we're on telehealth, I'm going to... What's that? Google. Get my head (laughs) around. You know, we we had our OTs be really creative, really innovative, but we also had um, a skeleton staff. We actually kept the clinic open for those families that really did need our services. Now, I know a lot of clinics that may have closed in the pandemic and went online. We actually knew that there'd be vulnerable families and vulnerable Mm. kids that needed therapy. And what we found in the time where we kept skeleton staff, doctors, surgeries were ringing going, oh, you're open. Oh, thank goodness. I've got a referral. And so, Mm. you know, there's going to be judgments of people going, well, you stayed open. But there's also, you know, you had to really quickly adapt and go, what does our clientele need what do our ot's need how do we keep everybody employed how do we keep staff retention how do we pay our mm. our team um and we did we did really thrive in that that first lockdown um but then we really struggled through because it just you know the lockdown sort of happened again which we weren't prepared for so i think mm. we got a, a bit of a hit there um but our, our team what did they do they were just adapting and resilient and um they really rallied together yeah supporting yep. each other and uh i remember the day we went telehealth i got a phone call from tegan one of our OTs in the afternoon it was five o'clock she's like look i just did two amazing sessions 
online and the kids loved it and look we can do this <laughs> you know it Yay. was it was like oh I sat at the lake I got that phone call it was a a beaten down time but you know mm. they believed in yep they believed in themselves being able to do it so that was really lovely to see we'll people. figure this out we're good at it yeah. now we're <laughs> yeah. gonna nail it we're problem solvers you know OTs yeah. are really good at problem solving uh so yeah that's I think what we did well we stayed together <laughs> yeah, yeah. We stayed together. Yep, yep. Came out the other side S- strong in different ways, strong in different ways by definition. Um, you sort of said the piece about will be judged or compared or commented on. Isn't that just like what it, should we even talk about that? Yeah, who knew that mm. a, the business or a pandemic became a competitive sport for <laughs> suffering or a competitive sport for decisions Hmm. find me someone who didn't do their best yes yeah absolutely you know because you're all faced with something that you've never been faced with before and you're all going to make different decisions based on what you knew and and we were all trying to make the right decisions you're right um and yeah I think it became very much like oh what are they doing oh they haven't you know, it became why are we slow <laughs> yeah. to responding? But what if we were waiting for the information to be read first? You know, like I think there was a lot of judgments about yep. what you did well and what you didn't do well. Um, and you know, I, I took those. Uh, we actually mm. asked for feedback all the way along from our, our team. What what haven't we done well? Um, and I, you know, I take that and I take that as a learning. And I realized then, you know, communication was so important. But maybe we we you know, we used Teams and we went to an online platform, but even then there was comments like, but there was miscommunication. We didn't know that. I was like, but there was a stand-up every day. It was just, there was, I think there was a lot of learnings out of this. Yeah. Like we were either late to process or maybe um, we did, yeah, I don't know. It's it, Look, I, I think we struggled in bits in different ways um, and we could have done better in different ways, but we certainly, gosh, we adapted real quick. We had to. Yeah, yeah. And communication is a bit of a subjective thing, you know, um, always striving to work towards sharpening that up and delivering information in a way that suits as many ears and eyes and hearts and minds as as, as possible. Mm. Um, so we're sitting here in 2022. What does your crystal ball say about this year? Assuming you have one. I haven't got mine with me, so we're going to have to use yours. I'm at my other office today. Okay. Oh, gosh. Um, look, I, it's so funny. I, um, I do these angel reading cards, so here's the... Do you really? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll ask a question of the universe, and yep. I pulled um, truth and integrity. Is that today's card? Today's card about our vision, trust. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving the last one. It's meditation. Oh, there you go. So for listeners, I'm getting a visual on the on the uh, angel cards. They're real. So what <laughs> did you what did you make of that trilogy? That to me, <laughs> that, that to me was like, wow. What what is it here that that um? I think uh, what I see is that we we need to move towards um, trust and integrity. And we need to build trust within, but we need to be honest about what we are capable of doing and when mm. we need to ask for help. 
Um, and I see the meditation part as I am only going to be a good leader for my people if I'm meditating and coming back to self-care. Um, yeah. And I think the vision is strong when you can empower your team to carry the vision or, you know, yeah. I see that as being trust the people that you have on board to do the right things. And that's what I pulled. I think this year is exciting and I think 2023 is even more exciting. There's great mm-hmm. things happening um, and there's hard things. Like there's going to be knocks and punches as they come in business. Um, but <clears throat> I think, yeah, if we can act from a place of truth, show up truthfully. Yeah. Yeah, show up yeah. truthfully. Um, yeah, and, and we need to know that. The systems for us, we need to be honest about what we're not great at and we really need to knuckle down and hammer it out. I'm giving our team 10 to 12 months to really get our systems, systemology. I think we've got a a level of growth that needs to be, we need to hit the ground running. We we can't Mm. put our foot off the pedal. Um, This is when you step up and you show up and you do your best work and you do it because you believe in what you're doing. Yep. The right, the right motivations. What I'm going to just go back 90 seconds. I loved every single word of that, but I want to go back to meditation. What does your meditation practice look like? And then I'll tell you about mine if you like. Yeah. Um, look, I think meditation is for me uh, sitting down with an intention of going inwards, mm. um, sitting down and listening quite non judgmentally to our thoughts. Um, and so I just show up. I, I meditate in front of a mirror, which is strange. Do you really? Thinking. Yeah. So I meditate with my eyes a little bit slow so I can see my face mm-hmm. and then I'll have a, a smile. Mm-hmm. I'll always smile and uh, I have some rocks that are in front of me and mm-hmm. I have a, a meditative sitting frog. He's sitting still like a frog. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have some some rocks. And um, so if I want to be grounded, I'll hold a rock and I'll mm-hmm. meditate on ground, feeling the rock, it's cold. So my, yep. it, the yep. practice changes, but most of the time it's sitting um, there and smiling and, and going inward and, and hearing what there is for us to um, to sit in meditation. It's not for everyone, but I, I tell you what, it saved my life. It saved my life. Mm. What are the outcomes that it brings you on a um, daily basis or half daily basis, whatever? It gives a sense of peace and mm. a sense of self-love because I haven't always loved myself and who I am. Um, but when I do sit now, I realise that you've got to love yourself and you've got to find time to really genuinely fall in love with yourself. Yeah, and sit and with. No one's going to bring you that love you know, they can, but really you need to love who you are and you need to start somewhere. So just start mm. breathing and saying, I am love and I am loving. Mm. I am I am loved. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a pretty spectacular tool. I'd love to uh, hear what people are thinking when they're listening to this uh, this bit of the chat. Um I couldn't yeah, what do, do what you I, do. What do yeah, you do? I couldn't. I couldn't do what I do without it. Yeah. Um, I've meditated best part of twenty years on and off. Still got my L plates on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this morning wasn't too flash, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll just 
have another go tonight and then show up again tomorrow. And so sometimes my mind is really busy and I sit with that with gratitude and other 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 sessions straight in, straight everywhere but nowhere. Um, and it's completely fascinating to um, sit with your thinking but without attachment Mm-hmm. Um, to sit with your breath. I've done a lot of breath work, a lot of breath work over the yeah. years. Um, yeah. So for me, meditation is just this um, oh, most critical self-regulation tool mm-hmm. if you want to kind of go into yeah. some OT speak. <coughs> but it is, yeah, mental mental and emotional maintenance. It's <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's not unusual for me to meditate two or three times a day. Um, <laughs> it's a tool I can, yeah, it's a tool I, I know. It's a yeah, trusted, trusted tool, trusted yeah. tool. Yeah, it's um, becoming, I guess, more and more, I think, you know, more and more people are really mm. getting the whole mindfulness thing, but they're also getting the meditation and it does speak for itself. Like you don't have to prove that to anyone you know you don't mm. we don't have to prove today that meditation's for them <laughs> we don't have to we don't have to but when when you really do realize the potential um when you really realize that you can be a better person with meditation um when you realize that it's how how you can be uh yeah how how you can regulate yourself mm. and how you can come back to your core it really gives you a little bit more strength and resilience to help you tackle the day, um, yeah, I think that's really important, isn't it? Like, mm, yeah, you know, absolutely. I'm smiling because I remember being at the dentist once, and I had a choice of whatever the analgesic was or not, and I said, "Oh no, I'll just, I'll just Breathe. meditate." And he just looked at me. <laughs> I said, "I might live to regret this, but it was, it was just a." Uh, it was interesting that that was the choice. Well, which do you want? I said, well, I want this other one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll see you on the other side. Um, yeah. So it is an interesting tool. It's not for everyone. And it's not yeah. always for me either. Sometimes yeah, no, I yeah. really oh, will be yeah. in an away state from it and mm-hmm. I'll find that other tools come into play and then I'll always come back to it. It's just like your favourite shoes, your favourite handbag, back yeah. you come and you wonder why you uh, – Why you ever had a break. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's absolutely. funny. I, you know, when you talk about the dentist, I went. I, <laughs> I probably think no, I'm insane. No. That's it. There goes the listener, Sarah. It's just you and I. No, now. no, no yeah. They, they. That's so funny because my child, um, uh, birth. So my both my uh, childbirth. So when mm. I gave birth, I said no to any uh, random. I didn't want to uh, an mm-hmm. epi. I didn't want that. I said no I I want to be present and I want to use my breath and my meditation um and yeah I can you know hand on heart to you like that that was a decision that I made to uh I didn't want to miss any of it but um Mm. then they shot me with morphine at one point uh for the other one (laughs) yep look it's one thing having a plan (laughs) (laughs) and then you have to adapt and sometimes do whatever it whatever it takes yeah. Uh you've got a couple of beautiful kidlets. Uh mm. and so what about this piece of juggling? Like think of all the roles. Think of the the Sarah Pizza. There's business owner, there's mother, there's friend, there's like the the slices get pretty thin as you go around the pizza, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. Um 
And I don't think there's a um I don't think there's a harder job than parenting. I think mm. um, you know, let's be real, they're beautiful and I'm very privileged and grateful to have children. I am feel I feel very lucky to be able to be a mother. I know some people can't have that. So I'm not saying that I don't want that and you know, but however, I, I, however, <laughs> I I just wanna say something that has to be very real. Um parenting and being a parent is it look people may have fooled you <laughs> because it really is hard mm. and you need to understand just how hard it is it's not going to um you know i think people might have different reasons for having children but i i just think you know be you if you want to have children do and if you don't that's totally okay because it's hard it's a real it's a real juggle and it's a real look mm. i love my two girls and i wouldn't change anything for the world mm. and i love that i am being i'm a mum and i'm grateful that i get to be a mum and i get to leave a legacy in my girls so i am very grateful but there is no rule book for these kids <laughs> and they just rock on in your life and they're going to zap your energy and they're gonna they're gonna take bits from your pie, so you need to know how to re, re, yeah. refill that and and top up the cup because parenting is a challenge. It's along the way and things mm. just happen, and you know you have to you have to show up as the best possible person that mm. you can for your children because you know I realize I fail uh, probably every day in a small way. Somehow I could have said something so. better. <laughs> You know, I think there's no rule book, but I think, um, you know, they just want love and attention and they want a given a bit of power. And I, I but I, I don't think, parent, yeah, I don't think, parent, I don't think parenting's for everybody. And I just, I, you know, hands off, hats to, off to the people that have chose to not do this, to not be mm-hmm. a parent. That, that's totally fine too, actually. I just think it's really important to talk about how real the yeah. juggle is. Yeah. Um, when you do get pockets of, you know, them smiling back at you or they say, I love you, mummy, yes, it makes it all worth it. Yes, mm. they're the moments that you, you mm. live for, but they're maybe 20% of the time. And so you, you just need to be aware that I, I didn't, re- like if I didn't have children, I'd be uh, 90% in my business and being a better business owner right now. Mm. But they have taken sleep from me, time, energy. <laughs> So I don't. I, I honestly think I, I, I I've struggled. I've struggled yeah. with this with this juggle yeah. and yeah. Well, the it, expectation that you should be even able to juggle, even yeah. if you knew how to do it, there's an expectation beforehand that you're supposed to know how to make all that stuff Happen. work. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. The sisterhood's got a lot to answer for. I think some days. <laughs> oh, um. So yeah, I I uh, I wish my 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 wishes for parenting and being um a better mum is just being mindful when I'm with them to put the business down. So mm. I'm I'm really, if my boundaries are blurred and I've said yes to this and yes to that, I'm taking time away from my girls and they deserve their mum to be there 100% yeah. and remove the devices and just be there with them. So I want to be more a mindful, fun parent. I want to be with them when I'm with them. Yep. And that takes an art and a craft because you have to say no to the business. You have to say no to work. You have to say no. Mm. Um, and I will always feel the guilt of not being there with them full time. They're in the younger years, so that's a toll. And I 
I haven't I haven't won that battle in my mind. I'm not I'm not set on feeling awesome about that. So yeah. It's okay. That's an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> wish That's I could, an adventure. Wish I could be with them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. When they're older, they'll tell you what it was like. And it mm. won't be what you thought. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 You've got the talking stick for the last few minutes. <laughs> We've covered so many topics, <laughs> quite a romp, yeah. quite a romp. Uh, what would you like business owners to take away from this conversation? What would you like them to think about or ask themselves about? Or ask I, think, them, yeah. um, I think that you're doing a really good job mm. and I think that you should pat yourself on your back and be really proud of your achievements because we will always look at the things that we could do better or but I really think if you've gotten through the last two and a half years as a business owner and you're still there and you're still trying and you're still standing then congratulations and well done super proud you should be Mm. super proud um and I think we are all trying to do our best and I think we need to be you know be better humans because we need to understand that everyone's fighting their battle um, so I think business owners have had a real run for their money <laughs> the last yeah. few years. I don't think so. anyone's going to disagree. And then if you chocolate chocolate coat it with being a parent. Yeah, I think well done. If I think well done. I think look at your done list. Kathy, you always say this. You say um, you just need to get just now right and look at yep. your, du- your done list mm. because my to-do list uh, and our to-do list will often freak us out. Um, but look at what's been done and what's been achieved. Um, mm. So, yeah, look at how well you've survived. Yep, yep. And all those little things you've achieved add up to a big effect. Yeah. It's kind of how mountains are built, you know. They don't just drop from the sky. They're built grain by grain. Yeah, and it's taken a hell of a lot of amazing people um, that have been able to weather the storm of a pandemic and, you know, how amazing you have been able to weather that storm because after every storm comes a rainbow. <laughs> oh, she went there with the rainbow. <laughs> Too good. After every rainfall and every storm, there's a, yep. a rainbow. You've got to look for the rainbows, Kathy. got to keep looking up Love for it. those rainbows. Love it. you got your <laughs> earrings on as well. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your personal story, your business story, and, um, yeah, onwards and upwards with the rainbows at the Rainbow Clinic. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Kathy. Thanks so much. It's been a privilege. And, uh, yeah, look forward to speaking with you soon. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For the show notes and other resources, our webinar replays, they're all available over on naker.com.au. And if you're loving what you're listening to, please subscribe. We don't want you to miss out on a single thing. And if you want others to get the same benefit that you've had from listening into these episodes, please share this episode and any of the others forward to any of your other allied health business colleagues. And we are totally here for you. Don't forget for a moment that you can jump on in and book that power call and uh, we can see how we can help you get the best of business done. Looking forward to seeing you there.